Hello and welcome to Is This Interesting? This is a new podcast in which four of us are going to chat about some things we're going to bring to the table that we think might be interesting and the others are going to decide whether or not it is interesting. Interesting. Should we all um, introduce ourselves? That sounds rather interesting. Um, I think it's interesting. Say our names and talk a little bit about ourselves and see if, if we're interesting hi i'm alex i'm quite tall and the most interesting thing about me is that i've written a book it's not very good but it definitely makes me sound smarter than i am mate he's tall and we recruit people that are smaller than him <laughs> <laughs> oh that's true did he recruit you no that's rude but this, no, this I'm, is I'm, my even even i am below his uh below his Statue. height range <laughs> unfortunately hi i'm liam uh and apart from being small probably the most interesting thing about me was that I was on the West End when I was younger. Now I don't do that anymore, so that's a sad thing, but hey-ho. Uh, gave up acting and gave it to Will <laughs> as a thing to do. <laughs> Hello everyone, I'm Tom. I'm an Airfix product designer, which I, mean, I think makes me the most interesting because I'm basically Tom Hanks in Biggs. So I play with toys all day. Uh, that's pretty cool. I am averagely height. I'm neither tall, neither short. Um, <laughs> but you're not English the good. <laughs> what? You're averagely height. <laughs> averagely height. <laughs> I'm. I'm also um, dyslexic and a little bit thick, so that's why I play with toys all day. So I think, from 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 a listener's point of view, I may be the most interesting because I might say things wrong sometimes. Reading things wrong is usually what I experience more with you. But uh, yes, yeah, so that's a good. different. That's a different story entirely. Sure. Um, yeah. TV program synopsis <laughs> is an issue mm. for me. And the robot the... was sycophantic. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did read. Well, what TV show was it, Liam? I read. I read a synopsis um, for a TV show. It's called Tau. It's Tau. On Netflix. And on Netflix. That's no one's interesting thing. And I, I read be. it as a sycophantic robot, and it said sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, pretty top. Hi, I'm Will. I'm six foot. Everyone's saying their height. And um, <laughs> Alex most, started it. The most interesting thing about me is I can play more than five instruments. Okay, so we're all going to talk a bit about um, a thing and then we'll decide if that person's thing is interesting or not. And if it's not, then they are neglected to the bin of shame for the entire week. That stays right. with you. It's, it's going to be an interesting thing to bring to work. Yeah, you can't. Right. right. I actually, I, I have a, I have a oh. prepared story time, though. Brilliant. Fair enough. So, I've, uh, as I say, I've kind of got a, a topic prepared. I've got a bit of notes, but jump in with questions, uh, funny voices, whatever. And <laughs> if you want to uh, embellish, do a bit of improv, um, just go for it. So, the year is 1853. The place... Why? Because, because that's when these things happened, Liam. <laughs> that, that's okay. Been... What are these this things? Is... This is a historical oh, interesting thing. Are these interesting things? Yeah, that's we all we need to know. We don't know yet. Okay, sorry. Let's find out, children. The suspense is killing me. The year, 1853. The place, a mystical land known as Bishop Stortford. <laughs> <laughs> a vicar has a son who he names Cecile. Cecil? How do you say that name? Cecil. 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 Cecilia. You're breaking my heart. It's not the butcher's name I've heard, I'll be honest. No. Cecil? Cecil. Who he named Cecil. Cecil is the apple of his parents' eyes, but has asthma, and they feared that he might have consumption. 
which is what they called TB at the time. I, I don't know why. So uh, at age 17, he's taken out of the Bishop Stortford Grammar School for Boys. Uh, a great, great school, great school. And he's shipped off to South Africa, thinking that the, the hot weather um, and a touch of seaside air in Cape Town will, will cure him of uh, consumption. And in doing so, the vicar and his wife f***ed up the world. Wait, what? You can chime in when you think you know who, who this is. Wait. Because I, I think oh, you will all... Have Donald Trump. Him. Nelson Mandela. No. And, <laughs> and, and also no. Nelson Mandela's backstory was not that he was born to a white middle class family in England. <laughs> I mean, that bit. <laughs> and he was not uh, named Cecil. Ooh, James Bond. <laughs> Cecil James, Mandela. James Bond's a fictional character, Liam. What's your point? He was still born to a white middle class background family. What's your point? Did he move to South Africa? I, I like don't there, know. There was many, there's many more characters. I have a guess. Yes. Okay. Kevin Peterson. No, the year now is 1870. Okay. At 17, Cecil has just landed in Cape Town and he immediately takes out a large loan and joins his brother Herbert to farm cotton. Because Sorry, Cecil managed... and Herbert, who's naming these kids? <laughs> in 19th century, Victor, it was all the rage at the time. So okay. they take out a, a massive loan to farm cotton because Herbert has managed to find some really cheap land. So they're like, we're on to something. This is our money-making deal. But the reason the yeah, land is so cheap... We just found some money in Cape Town. Let's go, let's go farm some cotton. <laughs> that is spot on. That's exactly how I imagine it happening. <laughs> no, Cecil, Cecil, you know, God. Herbert's just found some money down in Cape Town. You know, we should go, we should go farm some stuff. We can make loads of money. We definitely need <laughs> accent. Tom, the local... <laughs> Absolutely. That was, that was perfect. But it failed. There, there was a reason the land was so cheap. Um, oh, Cecil, you f***ed up. You <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> that was more Kiwi, but... <laughs> so like I've just it. been to New Zealand, I can't help it. Yeah, the reason the land's so cheap is because it was basically just rocks. There was like a few inches of soil, and the cotton isn't isn't green. I'm made, made of rocks. I'm made of rocks. Cecil was trying to, trying to, Cecil was trying to sell rocks. Cecil was trying to grow cotton. So Cecil was... On Cecil rocks. was selling cotton, but he didn't have any cotton. He had rocks. He had rocks. <laughs> so, uh, Cecil... Um, yes. Who who will go on to fuck up the world? Chime in when you know who he is. Is it Freddie Mercury? It is not. Then uh, goes to Oxford for one term and joins the Freemasons. Stephen Hawking. No, no. <laughs> so he joins the Freemasons. Goes after being at Oxford for one term and then returns to Africa and spends the rest of his life talking about that time he <sighs> went to went to Oxford. Is it Winston Churchill? No. Oh. It, none of these people's name are Cecil. Oh. So honestly, oh, is his guys, name actually Cecil? His name is actually Cecil. I don't know any Cecils. <laughs> Why would we? It's yeah. not what, it, to be fair, it's not what he was known by. So, okay. the failed cotton farmer who uh, still had asthma because it, it wasn't cured by being in South Africa. I don't don't know how that would have worked. Then goes uh, back to SA, and him and Herbert decide that cotton farming no good, no money to be made. What they need to get involved in is diamonds. So yeah. then they take out another massive loan, this time in Herbert's name, and move themselves over to the Diamond Fields, which are kind of just north of, uh, of Cape Town. Diamond Fields. Sounds the Diamond like Fields. A James Bond novella, doesn't it? Yeah. So if I, if, if I were to say that, you know, I've gone to, uh, to Cape Town. I grew up in, uh, in England. Uh, I've gone to Cape Town. You know, I've got a bit of a dodgy lung. Um, I've decided with my brother Herbert to go and, uh, you know, mine some cotton. Would I be Cecil Rhodes? Would I be the Prime Minister of Cape Town, Cecil Rhodes? 
Cecil Rhodes. Cecil Rhodes. Yes, that is the correct. Yeah, the answer. Prime Minister of the Cape Colony. Where did you get that from? Google. Oh, yes. no. Uh, his memory. <laughs> you guys Google it. We were no, 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 no. We didn't Google, Google it. We. Uh, I've been to Cape Town Google? once on a cricket tour, and uh, <laughs> you know, I just have an amazing memory for old Prime Ministers. Did you guys lag out no, because no. you used half of your internet for Google Chrome? <laughs> oh, you <so laughs> No, Tom just took a just quick, to quick, the quick limitless pill and had full memory. So yeah, you know. Turned into Bradley Cooper and everything. <laughs> Best day of my life. <laughs> so, after um, after that fantastic guess, which definitely gets, uh, you know, no points for you because you did cheat. Oh, but Cecil I get points. Rhodes. No, you you were you were complicit. You were complicit no, the in the cheating. The show isn't <laughs> guess who Alex is talking about and get points. You get Alex points. They're not part of the show. Wait, but Alex... I just, if you were to guess, I'd respect you more. Doesn't Alex points matter? So, Cecil Rhodes. In the diamond fields, then bumps into uh, I haven't written down his first name, so let's call him Matt, Matt Rothschild, and uh, together over seventeen years they buy literally all of the diamond fields and every single claim and every single gully or, or gulch where there's diamonds being found, and they set up the De Beers Diamond Company, which wow. is still massive today. And at the age of thirty-three, after being massively in debt, son of a preacher man. Um, he is a billionaire in today's terms. Fair. He then um, he then enters uh, politics in 1880 uh, in the Cape Colony, which is what would go on to become South Africa, and he became uh, the prime minister in 1890. And one of the first things he did uh, be- upon becoming uh, prime minister was he reduced the amount of land that it was legal for black people to own and at the same time raised the amount of land you had to own in order to vote. So he essentially set apartheid in motion because there was no such anti-black laws at the time about whether or not they could vote. Mm-hmm. So essentially, he started apartheid. What a d- oh, I completely agree, Tom. You know, if I was in South Africa <laughs> at the time, I'd have gone up to him and said, you mate, I'd absolutely <laughs> <laughs> As a black guy, and then you'd probably be killed. Oh, this is... I know it's quite a dark topic, but at least um, that was... Wow. <laughs> oh. Wait, what? Am I not speaking the truth of, of your story at this moment? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's offensive. It's just really dark, man. That was really, deep. This yeah. is for kids. Is, this is it? Is it? It's not for kids. Oh, can we... <laughs> can we swear? Um... Are we swearing? Or am I going to have to bleep out all the swears? Uh, who the fuck knows? I don't know. I, it, I'm... Not this. <laughs> so while he was uh, prime minister, he set up the British South African Company, which is essentially like the East Indian Company. Are they the ones in parts of the Caribbean? The East Indian Company, yes. And the British South African Company. So hang on, what I'm getting from this is this is this is a mix of parts of the Caribbean and blood diamond. It is, yeah. Yes. Right. So so far that that's really accurate. And uh, the British South African Company were, in a way, even more piratey than the East India Company, despite having literally no boats. What, <laughs> what it was was essentially his own army, and he would go to tribal chiefs, and he would say, I would like to have some mining rights, please. And they would say no, because they'd seen what he'd done to other people, and then he would invade them. And he did this repeatedly to, to much acclaim uh, over the 10 years of him being prime minister, using a mix of government and private troops all rolled into one confusing capitalist death machine. That feels excessive. But death machine. Quite factual. Wow. And then, um, just before the end of his, his time um, as prime minister, in 1895, he launched a raid 
completely undemocratically on the Transvaal Republic, which is what kicked off uh, the Boer War, on the killing Trans- millions. What republic? What is that? It was the Dutch Republic in South Africa. Oh, is that what the Boer Wars were? Yes, and I, I think I we've lost them. I genuinely didn't know that. Hello, hello, we're, we're still here. Are oh. they just, just good listeners? Oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. So, um, like, that's what you're supposed to do to a story. You're supposed to listen. <laughs> Oh, God, just mesmerised. It's Alex's voice. It's it's just dreaming. <laughs> I, did, I did tell you, you make a very good storyteller. So um, he he launched a completely undemocratic raid, essentially because they weren't as mean to black people as he'd like them to be. They weren't great, <laughs> but his view was very much that they existed to be exploited, and that not white people, but specifically British people, were the best race in the world. And in his own words, I've I've got a quote prepared. He's fully got a book with a bookmark in it that he's prepared. <laughs> in his own words, I contend that we are the first race in the world, and the more of the world we inhabit, the better it is for the human race. If there be a god, I think that he would like me to paint as much of the map of Africa British red as possible. Jesus. Wow. And this, this is a man who spent his childhood in England and then briefly went to Oxford. Um, and <laughs> That's a the bit on the nose, isn't it? It's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm fully from there now i'm clearly the best fully fully, fully from there Mate, yeah he's um, a full english been there, got a t-shirt now i'm taking I'm a full it english i've i've got the bacons and the eggs i've got i've got the mushrooms i've got everything be like me <laughs> he's a full english and averagely height yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have any notes on his height um but he, he is definitely trying to, to be a full English. Well, for um, that. So he, he launched a raid on the Transvaal Republic using his own kind of essentially private army, and it failed catastrophically. He had to resign, but it still started the Boer War. And then uh, shortly after that, um, around 48 years old, he passed away. And to be fair, the only good thing that he did was die relatively young. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I mean, that's a fair <laughs> comment. It's yeah. a fair comment. So, so to conclude, a boy who got moved, yes, a boy who went to South Africa because he had asthma, then took out several loans and through a weird mix of bullying, cajoling, socialising, ended up in charge of all of the diamonds at that time in the world, became a billionaire, became prime minister, started apartheid, started a war founded a, com- a country called Rhodesia which had such horrific structural problems that it became the country we now know as Zimbabwe and uh, kind of funneled straight on to uh, Amin? Is it Idi Amin? Yeah, yes. I didn't even realise that was why that was called Rhodesia. Yes. And to, to loop it full circle, as I'm sure we all saw in the news uh, probably a couple years ago now, a black South African student studying at Oriel College, Oxford asked for his statue to be removed because of the literally millions of people he exploited and killed and Oxford said no because his family still give them quite a bit of money. Wow. Well, I think wow. I think as my own opinion that might reflect quite a few others, he <laughs> Oxford <laughs> for not taking down the statue. I think we should take an is this interesting trip to Oxford to destroy the statue ourselves. There you go. Yeah, and well, that once, would be once an we, interesting thing to do. Once we clearly go viral we could, with this. We, we could live stream it. <laughs> we could live, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just head over there, aren't we? And put it down ourselves. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think I think it's interesting to think of the idea that they, they don't want to pull it down. And it's partly because not that many people know all the things that he did. And they're still paid by the family, did you say? 
yeah, there's there's a Rhodes Scholarship. Um, and to be fair, the black South African uh, student that asked for it to be pulled down went there on the Rhodes Scholarship because it's for South Africans, oh, oh. but it's not specific over over race lines. Um, I don't, it can't be really nowadays, can it? Oh, of course not. But uh, yeah, it's it's weird to think that I had so much money in life that he's still able to kind of protect his legacy from beyond the grave, even despite the fact that he was probably a <laughs> what? Okay. End uh, conclusion. And in conclusion, yeah, is that is that part of your thesis on this? <laughs> in conclusion, what a <laughs> p- <laughs> I don't know why I'm Scottish, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know either. But I mean, to be fair, that's why I've never trusted uh, since I read this. Either the sons of priests always always best avoided, and people from Bishop Sortford. To a man, not to not to be trusted. They would try and conquer the world. I also, from this story, wouldn't trust any person named Cecil or Hubert. I wouldn't have trusted them anyway. I think fair. not. Yeah. yeah. Hub- no. It wasn't Hubert. The only it Cecil, the only Cecil Herbert. I've ever known is my friend Jack at school named his paintbrush Cecil. Cecil. Yeah, that's the only Cecil I know. Oh God. Makes me think of the importance of being earnest, but that's Cecily, isn't it? Cecile. Not <laughs> Cecile. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was um, that that was the thing that I read about uh, this week, and I thought wow. was genuinely interesting. Fair enough. Where where did you read this? In a book. He's got a book. It weighs got a book for for Christmas entitled "50 People Who Messed Up the World." Oh wow! There's a uh, Trump, Bieber, Blair, Bieber, and uh, Cecil Rose. Wait, Bieber? Yeah, I haven't read that part yet. What is it, Justin? Are you kidding me? No, the other one. Oh, thank God. No, he's in there quite quite comfortably, actually. No, Justin. <sighs> Will, Will is exasperated with me. Cool. Well, I think that was that was really interesting. <laughs> I do think that was interesting. 7. I also three out of nine interestingness. I out of nine, fair enough. I'd say I'd give it an Weird eight scale. out of nine purely because I think it's, it's a seven out of nine. But I give it an extra point for the fact that I now don't have to read it. Yeah, there you read, go. Read, I mean, well, also, also the fact that Tom can't read, and uh, hence the extra point. Hence the extra point. <laughs> and any help in that regard is uh, good. Greatly appreciated. Yeah. Now, now, yeah. Alex and Stephen Fry are equal pegging for my favourite storytellers. Fair. Oh, I'd I'd give it like a cool. seven out of nine. I I kind of want to reduce it though by the fact that I feel very. Uh, not great as a human now because what you've brought is a very interesting piece of history. What I've brought oh. is going to be nothing. But <laughs> this is the reason why we've scaled it because great. then we'll all realise <laughs> at the end of all of this that Alex is by far the most interesting human on the podcast. I play to with toys fair. for a job. Come on, people. I, I very nearly went down a different route, which I might touch upon in a later podcast, but essentially a little snippet, a little teaser for you. There's a type of mouse called a scorpion mouse, which is immune to venom, hunts scorpions, and howls like a wolf to claim territory. I'm down. What? Mate, can I get a pet? Wow. No, this is a can non-pet household. Why not? <laughs> I want a scorpion mouse. I want to put it on lean and go for walks. That sounds amazing. Cool. So Alex is averaging between a seven and an eight out of nine, which apparently is the scale that I invented. <laughs> <laughs> Why is, what like nine factors are there? Why is it nine? There's nine. Um, nine's an interesting number. It's it's three squared. It's also nine times one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
That shows how to pop Will's maths got a note for the last few years. Cool. Um... Who, who, who wants to go next? I'll tell you what, hey, okay, um, this is a little side story. This is not my interesting fact. When I was in hey. New Zealand the other month, I had a boat tour on Lake Taupo. Where a man was talking and he and was And the like, guy Korg. doing the tour was Korg. For, like, it was like, it was like uh, hello guys, uh, welcome to this Lake Taupo boat tour. We are going to go look at these ancient rock carvings. They were carved in 1998 and they <laughs> were their ancient rock carvings. <laughs> Of which ancient. we were like, that's that's younger than me, <laughs> and I'm not old. <laughs> that's younger than me, and I'm not old. That's a double whammy. Yeah. It was like, please keep your hands and feet inside the boat at all times. <laughs> these, these ancient rock carvings. No, that wasn't even me making a joke. That was genuinely what he said. Oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go next. Okay. Okay. However, I only really wanted to go next to kind of put in comparison how uninteresting he is well i was uninteresting i want to go with like unsophisticated because i just feel like less of a human being now that i had to sit through i sorry sit through i had to endure i had to (laughs) it's not getting better is it (laughs) i had to deal with the fact internally that what i was about to say is that my interesting thing is a game what i've basically said is that you know this is a really interesting game that's just come out but alex told us about some history what's the game Tell us more. Have you guys heard about Apex Legends? Oh, I knew that name. The name rings a bell. See this? Okay, so this is the thing, right? I'm going to say no, but I have because you live next door to me. Yeah, of course. So Apex Legends just came out. It's a new EA Battle Royale game. Oh, I have heard about this. Yeah, Yeah. but the thing is, like, I'm surrounded in terms of what I watch, what I read up on. I'm surrounded by, like, game stuff and film stuff most of the time. However, I didn't see anything about this. Like, obviously, at the moment, everyone's talking about Anthem and stuff like that. Which apparently is rubbish. Which is apparently rubbish. Yeah, the demo came out and it was a bit meh. A plus, there's no in-game. Anyway, it's a new Battle Royale game, but it's like a good middle ground um, between the two that exist already. So, PUBG and Fortnite, I personally haven't ever tried. I think they're both crap for different reasons. But this one's basically <laughs> okay. like, uh, it's made by the makers of Titanfall, if I'm right. Ooh. Good pedigree. And it looks super, super cool. So obviously there aren't Titans in it, sadly, but there's basically, there's eight classes and the classes are really cool. So Chuck, I just wanted to like go through them quickly. So the first one is called Bangalore and basically they can like drop smoke screens and drop like a massive artillery strike. So the idea is that like, it, it's different to a normal um, battle royale game as whereby you're just like a random person going and picking mm. up loot, right? But you have like classes. The next one's Bloodhound. They basically can track people so they can see like footprints on the ground, which I've, Thought would be like super super overpowered but if you think about it like yeah it's cool you can kind of sneak up on people but then people can still hear you and stuff but either way it's a really yeah. cool ability to like track people down in a battle royale game then we've got caustic so they can drop gas in an area and they're like immune to it and other people will obviously not be because that yeah well like when will drops a fart in a restaurant where is will immune to it well, Will, Will, Will's, Will's, Will's Will. fine with the fuck. God, everyone else should just suffocate, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do, apparently. Um, anyway, next is Gibraltar. They're like the big tanky one. Um, they have like a dome protection and like a shield. And they can also do like a mortar strike. Lifeline is super cool. Uh, if you guys know who Seagull is, do you know who Seagull is? It's not a type of bird. <laughs> <laughs> it is a type of bird. It is a type He's of also bird. an ex-professional gamer. Nope. Never mind, he's a streamer. Very, very good. But anyway, Lifeline basically is like a kind of healer. They can drop like a little heal drone uh, and then they can also like drop care packages. 
They're very cool. Mirage can like send out like holographic versions of themselves, like decoys, and then they can like deploy lots of them. They're just all a bit um miragey. <laughs> Quality. Next is Pathfinder. <laughs> Pathfinder's like a robot, um, and he has like a grappling hook, which is really cool. The funny thing about them is like, there's two, yeah, Pathfinder and Wraith both can like do like escape things. So Pathfinder does like a grappling hook, uh, which his team can use and like get people out. And then Wraith can do like a void tunnel. They like drop a, a portal and then they can go to another side and then drop the other side of the portal and their team can go through that. However, honestly, both of these things, I was like, that's really cool. It's like ways to escape. No, no, no. If you drop a portal and like go away and drop the rest of the portal and so you can like escape through your tunnel, the enemy can go through that tunnel as well. But surely you're just waiting for them on the other side and you shoot them lots. Uh, I mean, yeah, that doesn't sound like a too bad a thing. But like if you're if you're using it to run away, for example, my assumption would be only we can use this tunnel, but apparently not the case. Mm. Anyway, those are the eight classes. And I Ooh. think it's like a really polished, clean game. I mean, that... And bear in mind that the other thing that EA have come out with at the moment is Anthem, which looks so cool because the flying looks amazing. However... Actually, realistically, I don't think there's much content. Mm. Does EA still do, like, loot boxes and all the, like, yeah. hated... Is that still a thing? Very yeah, so, so so Apex Legends, this game is is completely free. Apart from, obviously, there's loads of, like, skins, um, mm. skins and mic tracks. Tracks and things what inside. I'd like to circle back to is that uh, you mentioned that you're not a fan of PUBG and Fortnite. I haven't yeah. played too much PUBG. But uh, Fortnite is cross-platform, so I can play it on my laptop. My uh, flatmate can play it on uh, on our PS4. Uh, so we, we play it quite a bit because you know it's it's free. And there's there's some things I don't like about it, but I'd say for a free game, it's it's pretty good. What what's your what's your big gripes there? I, it's like a combination of the community as well as I don't know. I I really don't think it's that great, if I'm honest. I but and then again, it's it's not really that like my style of game. I prefer this this game. Um, like I don't like the structure building in Fortnite. I think it's gimmicky. Yeah, that that took me a lot of getting used to. I was like hiding behind bushes, and someone would just build like a three-story tower and jump on me, and I was like, "Well, that's unrealistic." <laughs> yeah, <and> like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that 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 whole element of it is really silly, and they and that people like when they just get nervous or whatever, they just basically start building in circles and circles and circles, and it's not really like. Tactical. Really, that that yeah, that tactical or skill based anymore. It's just someone building walls. But that's my opinion. Yeah, there's there's definitely an element to that. But um, I think for the fact that it's free, I'd still like I still really like the element, which is especially when you get near the end, you're you're really tense and, and you're nervous and you're yeah on edge. And I think that's probably what yeah. draws me to it. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably rather play PUBG. But PUBG costs. That's money. battle royale games, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. If you like battle royale games and you want a free one that's really clean and polished, then check out Apex Legends. Is it cross-platform? Uh, I think so. Sweet. My my genuine. I'll look. I'll look it up right now. Hang on. Yes, it is. But not right now. (laughs) (laughs) I can give you... This is the short answer. Yes. Apex Legends is to be cross-platformed, but not right now. In an interview with Eurogamer, just before Apex Legends launched, Respawn explained cross-platform multiplayer is in the works, but there are no specifics as to when it will will appear. Yeah, so I think at the moment it's just on PC. On a, a slightly different note, um, it's been going around in the back of my brain and I've come up with a jingle that I'd like, I'd like to put forward. Okay. And he goes, Is this interesting? We all come prepared with a thing to say to each other and then at the end we see who's the most interesting friend. 
is good. Oh. Interesting. Hello. That was very good. That was, oh, yeah. mate, off the cuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. or, or have you been working on that for a while? Someone, <laughs> someone remix that. I think that was just going around in my brain. My brain just went, there you go. This is a thing to say. And there, that's that's well, we can use that for next time. <laughs> on on um, Apex Legends, what, what, what are people's thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think the whole idea of Battle Royale games, it's, I like them as a, it feels, it's weird to describe it as like a genre because it's all kind of grown out of, I want to say that PUBG was the first. Mm. Um, and I know that they've... Surely it was the Hunger Games and, and pre, well, Battle Royale originally. The like, Battle Royale, yeah. 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 But as a, and then them being Minecraft maps, and then that, <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, but I think I think I want to say PUBG, but definitely some of them have tried to get involved in legal action with others of copying the format, which is weird because they're they copying can't. books. Yeah, they can't do so, that. So and, and they're copying Minecraft. But I suppose little little things they can, mm. maybe. But uh, it's it's a weird thing with the industry seems to be steering towards where the game is free. And you have to pay for everything around it, like for cosmetic things rather than for actual things that help you in the game. Which t- seems yeah, to be a good thing, way right? of doing it. I mean, I if think. the alternative is pay to win, then I'm I think cosmetic makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Pay to win's kind of boring. So my my friend Ross like introduced me to uh, League of Legends, and he said it's so good and it's so free, and it's both those things. And then afterwards, I was like, so how much have you spent on it? And he was like, honestly, about eighty quid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I to be fair, that's be that's to ask Liam what he's spent in Hearthstone. So. Yeah, I was about to say, don't ask me about Hearthstone or stuff like that. So, yeah. I I quit. I'm I've you washed can't. my hands of Hearthstone. You're he's, clean. Um, yeah, you're 20 days it sober. It was the other day. The other day in the uh, kitchen, Liam came downstairs and we were talking to him about his gaming addiction. And he was in the kitchen. and He started saying the phrase, "I'm Liam and I'm an addict." But before he could get to the word addict, my dad jumped in and went. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So I'm gonna give this a five out of nine, and I'll explain. Battle Royale games aren't really for me. Like I will, if I'm watching a streamer, I could probably watch one game and be like, oh, okay. But I'm, I don't feel compelled to play them myself, and I'm therefore not that excited about a new one. But that's just, that's just my own personal preference. That's the only reason. Alex. Oh, so with, with regards to to my score, I did I did find it quite interesting. Uh, I I play a battle royale game at the moment. If it's if it's free to play and will eventually be cross platform, I, I know I'd be down to to give it a go. And I think the classes is a good twist because it's quite a populated space. So like that's an interesting feature. And before I give my score, I will say that I think I'm going to be the IMDb of the group. No no one's going to get a perfect score. Um, I'm going to be relatively stringent with it. And I'm going to say, on, on the Alex scale, that that's a 4 out of 9. And the fact that I am interested, if you said that to me over a beer, I'd be like, oh, that, that, that's a really interesting 10 minutes. But yeah, I don't, I don't think it's added too much to my life going forward. So, so solid 4 <laughs> out of 9. Okay. I think I just got slated. Alex is tough. I'm enjoying it. I mean, it. I don't see anyone getting it better than like a, a 7. Cool. Tom? I would give it a 4 out of 9. Because really and truly, honestly, I don't care about games. Oh, well, that was a, that was succinct. Fair. Sorry, Liam. <laughs> just gonna, I'm just gonna fail in this show. I'm gonna bring nothing to the table. Actually, wait. I know what I'm bringing next week. I'm gonna bring an anime. Nice. Oh. To be fair, we could probably talk about that for ages. So, Tom, I'm gonna read a few sentences about a new show hmm. that's come to the West End. I'm not gonna really give away much about the plot 
I'm going to let you two sort of try and figure out what the show might be. Okay. Liam knows, so he can't answer. So it's basically... Hang on, Tom, just before you get started. You say new show. Okay, uh, it's it... a new show to us. It came to the West End in 2018. And then it went on tour, and then it came back. And then it went on tour, and then it came back. So this this was a musical uh, written by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. The idea came to Marlowe whilst studying in his final year at Cambridge University. And despite uncertainties from the collaborator Moss, the pair wrote the musical while studying for their final exams at Cambridge. Do you have any sort of idea of what a musical from Cambridge graduates might be? Oh, I've got an idea about what this is. I've got an idea. Come on, drama student. We got. I'm. Is this? If I guess it, will you tell me? Yeah. yeah. Is this six? It is six. Okay. So I don't know a lot about this other than everyone loves it. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's about Henry VIII's wives. Henry VIII's six wives. <laughs> It's a modern retelling of the lives of the six wives of Henry VIII presented as a pop concert. Mm. What? Yeah. It is. <laughs> I, mean... I, 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 honestly, I played it to Liam when we were going to watch Alita the other day. He was not interested at all okay. in listening to the music and loves it. <laughs> okay, so the, the thing is, Tom, Tom, Tom literally played the first song to me, which is like the intro to the show when we were in the car. And it was going on for a little bit and I kind of was like, hang on, what is happening right now? And Tom hadn't said anything at this point. It was just like playing in the background i was kind of just slowly started being like tom is this is this a, is this about henry the eighth six wives it's like yeah <laughs> i was like wait what <laughs> what's going on right now and we just listen to more and more of the music and genuinely it's crazy it's it's literally like victorian themes meets the greatest showman meets like a dj it's in a club pop like it's music, bizarre isn't it? it's like yeah it's like, up- yeah it's like a gig from what i've seen i i will need you to to circle back because you said something about Henry VIII's six wives, their lives in a pop concert. And I know what all of those individual words mean, <laughs> but put together, I have no idea what to expect. Well, this is, this, is, this is the thing that I find interesting. They're things that you wouldn't put together, but they seem to work brilliantly. I would describe it as a very weird looking sandwich that tastes fantastic. Like the first people that put like salt, salt and caramel together. Like, why would you do that? But my God, does it work? Yeah. What were they thinking about? But it's brilliant, isn't it? That's so good. It, it seems to work somehow. I mean, my favourite song... I mean, it's not my favourite song, but it's my favourite weird song of the show. It's called House of Holbein. Oh, my God. And it's the weirdest sort of German club music Oh, bit meets... EDM. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But it's so brilliant. So, it's on at the Arts Theatre at the moment, um, and you can probably get quite cheap tickets. Um, and I do really mm. want to see it. I'd be down to see Yeah, I think we're going to try oh, and go you, see him. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, when I when when he first played it to me, I really wasn't that taken. But mm. just like looking into it more, I think it is actually really good. And very, just really strange, but the music's actually like really good. Two, it's just like loads of things that shouldn't go together, mm. but it's actually well, fantastic and weird quick, to listen to. Quickie, Will, I'm actually genuinely surprised. I thought you'd know more about this than we do. Well, don't. no, I just, I, I, I've got quite a few friends who've seen it. I haven't seen it. Or really listen to it. I watched a little bit of a video about it, and I'm quite sold on it. Aside from I need to see this, I don't. I don't know a lot other than what you. Oh. I also have an interesting fact. It has nothing to do with it. Have a fact. Go on. It's uh, the Mona Lisa has no eyebrows. Shut the oh, front door. What? How have I? Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs>
fucking hell, Tom, that. <laughs> uh, you should have led with that one, mate. It's early days in the Alex IMDb system, but that is... oh, That's, that's, that's 10 out of 9. <laughs> <laughs> this this might be... Wait, I don't know what I'm rating on. I feel like that might be my thing. I'll tell a story and then just do a random fact at the end of it. And then what <laughs> are we rating, the story I or mean, the fact? To be fair, the facts might be my Shawshank Redemption. I'm not sure anything's going to live up to this. That is, is going to be my highest score. Is that true? Yeah. No, I feel I'm like it is. It. I'm I picturing it, is. it. Yeah. But is it like, you know, am I just picturing it that way because she's told me that? If she told me she has ginger eyebrows, would I be picturing that and be like, oh, yeah. I can't picture it with ginger eyebrows. No, that, that's a step too far. <laughs> so, um, six. And you can't give me six out of nine. I was so tempted to. I'm actually going to give it a seven out of nine just because um, it's musical and I love musicals, obviously. Lol. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you just say lol I did not like that and <laughs> and also I really want to see it I've heard amazing things and I don't really have an excuse for not knowing more about it and I want to find out more about it so there you go there's a 7 out of 9 so I'm I'm conflicted from, from my point of view I kind of want to give it a 6 out of 9 because no one's made a, a 69 joke yet and I, I want to be the first oh. I, I like oh my God. It, no one's made it oh. and but um, it's a classic. No, it's all right. You can you can be childish it's after a... you've told us a story. That, that <laughs> level of joke, that level of joke was even below me. Oh god, what a yeah, was. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna steer clear clear of that joke, and I'm conflicted because the fact at the end, mate, my my mind is a puddle on the floor. It is melted. <laughs> that is oh. But uh, as interesting as that is, and I do want to see it, I feel like I can't give it the the full rating because. The show might be great. It might not be. I I haven't seen it. You, you haven't seen it. It's just a big question mark. So I'm going to give it a, a, a five out of nine. But is it something you want to pursue? Yes. If I gave you a really really juicy interesting fact, would that increase? But it's not related, Tom. No, it, it it's not related. It doesn't, it doesn't help the six. Yeah, to, Tom. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I love me a juicy fact. You can definitely you can get a five and a half right now. Exactly. Like the fact that all polar bears are left-handed. What do you mean? Citation needed on that. Yeah, one. mate, that is wow. that's Wikipedia Where did you read bullshit. That? It's number thirty-four on this website. <laughs> do they have hands? No. They, I, I want to say no. Got paws. Right. Okay. So I've got a six. I've got a seven and a five. Oh yeah. Don't worry about them, mate. I'm giving you an eight point five. Eight point five. I've already I've already pursued this and I found it extremely interesting as a whole. So there you go. Well done. Definitely worth pursuing then, I think. It's yeah, I'm, the, I'm, the to be, to be fair, I'm keen to see it. And tell you what, mate, if it's good, I'll retroactively give you more points. We'll do like a league table at the end and we can... Uh... Doesn't work like that. Thank you. Come yeah. back to Is that me? canon? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Is that canon? <laughs> I would <laughs> do like an update the next week, mate. Did we I also... checked it out. Okay. Um, I went to cinema like half a week ago and I saw a film called Vice. Oh, it's just the Dick Cheney thing. Yeah, so Cheney. it's a film called Vice, which is written and directed by Adam McKay, I think, who did The Big Short, which is a fantastic film, which I love. It is. So I wanted to go and see this film, and it's been nominated for like eight Oscars, if people care about that, I don't know. It's Christian Bale in it, starring as Dick Cheney, who was the vice president to George W. Bush. Oh, is this the one where he puts on loads of weight? Yeah, he put on loads of Well, interestingly, throughout the film, the film kind of shows dick cheney from his like mid-20s to current day when he's in his like 80s i'd say late 70s 80s and it's christian bale playing the character the whole time so they just use he put on loads of weight they use a bunch of like makeup it's really impressive how he manages to age the character all the way through 
and Sam Rockwell's in it as playing George W. Bush, and he's hilarious and fantastic as that part. It's a really interesting film because I don't think people know a lot or enough about Dick Cheney. And I think I think we're in an interesting place with our age because I think we were quite young during that presidency. But the film is trying to depict basically that Dick Cheney was the power behind that presidency. Wow. And and it opens in the the bunker below the White House during 9-11 and it looks at like the stuff he's doing and then kind of stretches back in the past and how we got to that moment. The films come under a lot of criticism, particularly in America, because they're saying it's told from a very liberal point of view and it's quite biased. Obviously, it's it can't it's not unbiased. The way it's being told, it is trying to send a message to you and it is trying to make you think something. But I don't think that detracts from some of the facts that are in there, and and just the general like the acting is so good. Christian Bale as Dick Cheney is chilling at points and he's so so good and I, I yeah you know from from an impartial point of view you I can see the bias but I don't think that stops it being a good film I think it's something like everyone should go and watch particularly if you don't know a lot about him or but also just if you want to see a good film um, and it's a good it's a good method of storytelling like if you like the big short the way they do them from like narration or the weird directing in that is kind of a similar style it's good fun yeah it's just a good film and and i learned a lot from it is what I'd say. okay fair play i find it interesting. Find interesting are you guys equally interested i'd probably be more interested if it was about uk politics because there's always mm. an element on my brain which says why yeah. do i care about this in the sense that like for some reason i i care more about american politics than i would say chinese and I would argue that's more interesting. There is the whole fake democracy. There is certainly a little bit. Tony Blair's in it a little bit, and obviously there's a tie. I didn't know you could between... act. <laughs> that was between golden. the UK. So that was. Mama thank me. you very much, Alex. That was delicious. That there's, really thank tickled you. me. There is a little bit. There's a <laughs> reference or a couple of references to the UK, but you know, I, I do understand what you mean. Um, because the issue, the big issue that it's trying to make you think about towards the end affected us as well yeah i mean i think i think it's more the fact that i would enjoy it as a story and i would find it interesting but i guess i wouldn't have the cultural touch points sure. i wouldn't i wouldn't be like oh this is what my parents were talking about because my parents have literally never said dick cheney to me in their lives <laughs> do, you, do you guys out of interest do all any of you guys do you all know at least who he is uh, not really if i'm honest i know his name i know I, his I, name i wouldn't be able to say i knew he's enough about it Bush's at all. vp yeah so he's he's vice That's president. That's literally George all Bush. I know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think uh, Christian Bale's whole body weight thing. I mean, American Psycho, and then um, when he was really skinny. Uh, what what film was that? Like like uh, the the um, not ventriloquist the prestige. No no no. He's like he's like em- emancipated. Emancipated. Oh, I've not seen this. Em- what is this? Not the puppeteer. That it's such a word like that. Oh, come to me. But then, like a, a year later, he was he was back as Batman Begins, and he was absolutely huge. So he, go, he goes up and down like twenty kilos in a year, and I don't under I don't understand that. That's, that good, by uh, itself is insane to me. I mean, he loses and gains yeah, a Liam a, in a year. That's a, <laughs> Jesus! Wow! That's Both of you put it like that. Wow! That's an acting thing, though, right? 
people people in the, that type of world seem to be able to just like change their body yeah. by will Hollywood particularly yeah has, uh, has is anyone a particularly big uh, Always Sunny fan because uh, Rob McElney who's, who's one of the writers of the, well, he's the creator of the show and also one of the actors he starts off pretty average and then he gets really really fat just because he thought it would be funny if his character got like massively obese and the last one he's just incredibly ripped and he put this tweet out being like yeah i I don't see why this is like an unrealistic body type all you need is to have a personal trainer have everything paid for by the studio work out four times a day (laughs) sleep for like nine and a half hours every (laughs) night and do this for six months straight with no breaks like anyone can do this it's not just hollywood (laughs) (laughs) probably probably sums it up quite well (laughs) yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it Mm. that'd be nice yeah i could get behind that is this interesting (laughs) yeah let's detour back to uh the the core the core premise of uh the dick cheney film vice yeah yeah um what's uh, so what what's the i mean i I feel like you you don't need to say no spoilers because it's all historical so what's what happens during his his time as Bush's VP? It starts. Well, it's not just. It's kind of his whole life from his twenties to the point where he's VP. He and why is it called Vice? Is he just like because he's a vice president all the time? Okay, there we go. But also, like, I thought, it's like, about him. Had, I thought he had a vice. <laughs> Loads of drugs in the Oval Office. <laughs> he had. The, it's the film's pitting him as the power behind the presidency, and George Bush is a bit of an idiot. Yeah. And well, we didn't need a we didn't need a movie uh, to tell us that. <laughs> he basically one of the things that he comes across. Uh, and pushes through law is the fact that the president is basically untouchable by law and anything the president does or says is kind of the law because he's the president oh. and that's basically like america being a dictatorship and that, that kind of comes up and also I mean, there's that, stuff about new. the iraq war and oil and so that's where blair's involved yeah yeah that's, and that's of kind of the, the uk 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 and 9-11 um and oh stuff yeah but i don't i don't want to say too much but it's, it's worth hmm. seeing i mean my my hope if he was the vp for george bush would have been instead of making the president untouchable would have a mandatory minimum iq that the president must have well i, th- I think his, his, hmm. i think his point was more that if if you're controlling the president and you make the president untouchable you just make him do whatever you want and uh, no one can push back on it because he's the president and also because people generally looked at vice president as like a non-job mm. it was one of his conditions for being george bush's running partner was that that well because the president kind of sets out the terms of what the vice president's job is that he would have a whole bunch of powers which the vice president doesn't normally have and yeah he was a very powerful man and he stayed in the background and he hardly ever spoke there was a quite there's a quote in the film that's like beware the silent man three out of nine. Oh, okay I, I feel that this... I, I had more engagement. That warrants an explanation. Does it, though? No. <laughs> just just. Straight I'm up. giving it... I'm giving it... I'll give one, though. I'm giving it a three out of nine, um, purely because I fell asleep at certain points of the explanation of the story. Ouch. <laughs> oh. Ouch. Wow. Wow. Right, moving swiftly, swiftly, swiftly on. I'll give you, I'll give you a five out of nine, basically because... I don't have enough interest in American politics. I don't, I'm afraid. However, I'm interested in the film, at least. Uh, and so I'll probably go for shit. Yeah, I, you should, I feel like you'd like it, Liam. I know. So, so uh, to, I think I gave I gave Tom a, a, a five. It would have been a five and a half, but then he just started spouting that those bullshit polar bear facts, which there's no way to prove. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think I, 
think Liam got a four, but in Liam retrospect, I'm going to drag that to a five because wow. I, I enjoyed I talking know. about the Battle Royale. I th- well, I didn't know what the benchmark was. So, you know what, Liam? You get yourself a five. And, uh, well, I, I'm sorry, mate. I think you're coming with a four. Um... I'm not. I'm not. Are you telling me you're more <laughs> interested in Apex Legends than Vice? Absolutely. I think I'm going to go play that. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he wants to go watch a musical about Henry VIII's wife. We don't have like to. We don't have to. Things. We don't have to prove anything here. We don't have to say like that we're better people than we are. Uh, if if you want to go play a game, go play a game. Nothing no, no, I know. It's I just, just we're all better than I you. I just think this is a very good film. That's all. That's my fair play. I, I, to be fair, I'm, I, uh, I don't know if you're going to watch the Oscars this year. I plan when to. When is it? It's quite can. soon, is it? I've, I've looked at, I've watched like it's most on the of 24th. the films, I reckon. So I need to watch Roma still. I'm pretty sure it's on the 24th. 20, of mm-hmm. this month? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I might do. Okay. <laughs> cool. Nice. So uh, to, <laughs> to conclude. So what have we talked about? We've talked about. We've talked about the, the life and times of uh, Cecil Rhodes. Cecil. Um, um, and how his parents, in their effort to uh, fix their 17-year-old's asthma, doomed Africa. We've talked about Six, the musical. Six, the musical. Quite there interesting. About Henry VIII's wives. Yeah, Fantastic. enjoyed that pop, one. Pop concert about Henry VIII's wives. Apex Legends. Apex so Legends. Apex Legends. New Battle Royale game by EA, but please take away the factors by EA, because I think it's better than them. <laughs> okay. It's better than them. What a what a statement. <laughs> they they don't they don't deserve to have their name on it. I'm afraid. But and it's good. Vice, the new film with Christian Bale playing Rick mm. Cheney. Yeah, so I, I guess that was Hype. the the first experiment of our new format. Yeah. Um. And let us know what you thought of this format, and if you liked it. And let us know if you've got any thoughts about any of the things we talked about, or if you've got anything interesting you think we should have a look at. Uh, you can email us on isthisinterestingpodcast at gmail.com. So official. And we'll be sure to have a, a read of that. Join us again. If you found that vaguely bearable, but have some uh, expectation that we might improve, which we probably will, we will see you next time. And in the meantime... Goodbye from all of us. Yeah. Go f*** yourselves. Bye. 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 I mean, we can do Korg for you. Yeah, we well, do, you call daily. Hey, bro. My name is uh, Cork. I'm made of rocks. There's no need to be afraid unless you're unless you're made of knives. Gone. Don't worry. That's just it's a harmless rock paper scissors joke for you. Then you didn't say scissors. How is it made of rock paper scissors joke? Unless you <laughs> say knives. Rock, paper, rock that's knife a, scissors. That's a knife stone card joke. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All music by Incompetech.com.